Welcome to the week two edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Reports High School Football Rewind Show. My name is Wade Bates. It was an exciting week two of the high school football season with Friday night action across the region. We're going to talk with all the coaches here today about uh, their exciting games last night. But if this is your first time finding the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report, just so you know, we have shows every single Wednesday and Saturday during the high school sports season. Best way never to miss an episode, subscribe at your favorite podcasting site. It also does us a favor by you doing that. You can also like the show on Facebook. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report or follow us on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. On the show today, Randolph's Tom Chase joins us to talk about their big victory over Cambria Friesen last night. Well, Hilltoppers head coach Jim Bilesma also checks in to give his perspective on that game. Cody Schultz, the head coach at, at Fall River Ryle, will join us as well. The uh, Rebels get an overtime victory over Palmyra Eagle last night. Also, Matt Kleinheins, a huge statement win for Marshall uh, last night. We'll talk to Matt Kleinheins about that. Also, Benji Camrath, an interesting game last night where his goslings came out on top as well. And then John Dunleavy had a chance to talk to him earlier this week as his team opens up their season tonight against the Lord's Academy at St. Mary Catholic up in Nina. With that said, let's go to the scoreboard. Zach Paul rushed for four touchdowns as Randolph stopped rival Cambria Friesland 42-22 in Cambria. Braden Halfley and Zach Haft also ran for rocket scores. Owen Jones had paid a couple of times for the Hilltoppers. Griffin Hart also scored a touchdown for Cambria Friesland. Hilltoppers 1-1 one one will travel to Waterloo next Friday, while the 2-0 Rockets will host St. John's Northwestern Academies on Saturday night. Fall River Ryo jumped out to a 14-0 lead at the half on a Gavin Graham's QB sneak in a 90-yard Jacob Rowe touchdown run, but needed overtime to beat Palmyra Eagle 22-14 last night. That was a game played in Fall River. Rowe scored the game winner in OT, and the defense held Palmyra Eagle on their chance. Fall River Rios 1-1. They'll travel to Johnson Creek next Friday. That's a game you can watch in the DailyDodge.com video stream, presented by Farmers and Merchants Union Bank and Columbus Family Dental. The Marshall High School football team made a huge statement heading to 6th-ranked Cambridge last night and picking up the impressive 20 8-3 win. After falling behind 3-0, the Cardinals scored 28 straight points to knock off the three-time defending Capital South champs, now competing in the new Eastern Suburban Conference. Craig Ward threw a touchdown pass to Cole Denniston. He also ran for a touchdown while Bryce Frank and Mitchell Modell also hit Paydirt for the Cardinals. Marshall now 2-0 has outscored their opponents 59-11 in their first two games of the year. Cardinals will travel to Palmyra Eagle next week. Caleb Huff ran for three touchdowns as Watertown held on to defeat Portage 31-26 on Friday night in Watertown. Nathan Kell also ran for a TD in the win for the Goslings. Now Watertown led 31-12 after a Braden Fisher's 28-yard field goal with 8-18 left in the fourth quarter. But Portage put up two quick scores and drove inside the Gosling 10-yard line with less than 30 seconds left in the game. But Watertown's defense recovered a game-saving fumble. Watertown now 1-1 one one will wrap up a three-game homestand to start the season next Friday night when they host Sauk Prairie. After their school district took a two-week break because of COVID-19, the Marquezan football team will open up their season tonight against Lords Academy in a game that will be played at St. Mary Catholic and Nina. Now, the Hornets had to scramble to find a game for this week when Partyville had to pull out of last night's scheduled game because of COVID issues of their own. You can watch the game tonight on the DailyDodge.com video stream presented by Ergo Bank and Columbus Family Dental. My good buddy Mike Tronson will have the call. The kickoff is 
is set for 5 o'clock. That is the scoreboard, and the coaches are coming up next on the High School Football Rewind Show. We're going to hear from Randolph head coach Tom Chase, also Cambria Friesland's Jim Bilesma, Fall River Rio head coach Cody Schultz pays us a visit, as does Marshall head coach Matt Kleinheinz and Watertown's Benji Camrath. John Dunleavy also joins us to preview tonight's game with the Lord's Academy. That's all coming up next on the High School Football Rewind Show. More and more these days, it feels like sports are losing out to hype. Who dissed who? Who signed the fattest contract? Who got busted for cheating? Lost 2 is the unique capacity sports have to inspire us, to unite us. Well, great news, sports fans. Sports are still being played for the right reasons. They're still as entertaining as they are character building. You just have to know where to find it. And you only have to look as far as your local Wisconsin high school. You know, the place where the games are exciting, concessions are affordable, and the parking is free. Where the emphasis is on hustle and heart instead of hype. If you prefer real, honest-to-goodness sport played for all the right reasons, you'll find it at your hometown high school, High School Sports. Games are being played this weekend at a Wisconsin high school near you. Okay, everybody, who's in? This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. Big win for the Randolph Rockets on Friday night as Tom Chase's squad picks up the 42-22 win over Cambria Friesland. Coach, you have to be happy with your team's effort. Uh, good game for our kids. They played uh, pretty well for the most part. Uh, did some really, really good things. Um, offensively, defensively, did did enough. They've got some, some weapons over there. So um, we did enough. And then the third quarter was really a big turning point. We forced, I think, four turnovers. Uh, and we're able to put some points in the bar. So it was pretty huge. Can you talk about your defense in general through two games, what you've seen from them, and, uh, and, what, and what do you like? Uh, I like our team speed. We're pretty fast on defense. So, you know, Cambria has a couple kids that can just absolutely fly, and we knew we had to kind of keep them in check. So I love the speed in our team defense right now. Uh, pursuit, getting to the football. They're playing really, really well getting to the football. Uh, we do need to clean up some tackle. We had a couple missed tackles tonight. But other than that, it was was great. And our kids are working hard. Um, they're they're disciplined, sound defense for the most part. So that's, we're very happy with what they're doing. Another four-touchdown game for Zach Paul. Uh, just uh, Can you just talk about him and what he brings to the table? Zach is a phenomenal, phenomenal fullback in our offense. He is just a prototypical option fullback he is just as strong as an ox he runs low to the ground he just hits it so fast uh and he's hard to tackle uh and so he some of those runs he's breaking two three tackles uh in that respect he is he is he's going to be something special this year hopefully we can keep playing so we can have an even better season here as we, we roll on here but he is really really playing well uh sees the field that great vision as a fullback and is is just an awesome awesome fullback how about the offensive line in front of him though obviously can't do it by himself yeah yeah you know they are they're coming along um, they're getting better every day um and, and we do a lot of drill every day and i know they don't like it as much but um they're doing well we're picking most things up and able to get into different uh, calls that we have are the line calls, and that's been paying off right now. So, yeah, absolutely. Both him and Braden Halfley had a big game tonight, too, rushing the football. Um, so they're doing some really, really good things. Really proud of what they're doing. Coach, how big, you know, year two for you at Randolph, but how big is this rivalry with Cambria Freeze and knowing that you're so close together? You know, I've been told it's a pretty huge thing, and it showed up tonight, too, you know, just in my second year here because, you know, they came out to play, and, and you know, they've, they've got a team that will 
they're going to beat some people because they've got some really good athletes that can make some plays, and they did that tonight. So the uh, the rivalry is big. It's huge. Uh, most of the kids know each other uh, really well, and you could tell it tonight that nobody wants to lose. Well, Coach, uh, next week uh, you're home. A, a Saturday game against St. John's Northwestern Academies. Coach, uh, what, put the, what put that game on a Saturday night schedule? Uh, I guess there were some referee issues earlier, way earlier, even before the COVID hit this last year. So we had to go to Saturday. And so now that we've to this point, they decided to keep it on Saturday, which is fine uh, in this respect. So, yeah, we have a Saturday night game and hopefully the weather cooperates and we can go play. Have you looked at all at any film on St. John's Northwestern Academies because the Austin boys are pretty big and pretty strong? Yeah, I, I know that they've put some numbers up here, and I've watched a lot of film on them last year. I have not yet this year. I mean, you know, I try to take it one week at a time, so when I get you know things kind of put to, to bed tomorrow from this game, then I'll start breaking their film down. So I know they're talented from what I saw from last year, and so we're going to have to our, our work cut out for us, and hopefully we can keep our offense on the field because right now our offense has been our best defense. If we can continue to keep the drives moving and put points on the board, uh, takes a lot of pressure off our defense. 42-22, Randolph gets the win over Cambria Friesland. Coach Chase, thanks for the time. Hey, thanks for having us. We always enjoy it. Appreciate it. Let's head to Cambria Friesland right now. I'm bringing head coach Jim Biles. Uh, coach, uh, ran into a pretty good Randolph team last night. Uh, 42-22, to they got you. Just uh, your initial thoughts on the game. Well, they are. They're loaded for bear this year, and Coach Chase is doing an outstanding job with those young athletes. So, uh, they're, you know, they are one of the better teams in the area, and my hat's off to them. Coach, uh, I think you had a couple of touchdowns last night from Owen Jones. Can I talk about what he brings to the table for your squad? Well, Owen's a junior, um, and uh, he's really progressed physically in the off season. And uh, we knew that uh, Randolph would key on. Our two senior backs, obviously Cade Romania and then Mason Hughes. Um, so the times that we did give the ball to Owen, he was able to break some loose and uh, uh, ran tough, uh, ran, ran punishing. Um, and uh, we were very pleased and uh, very impressed with the way Owen played last night. Coach, I don't know if you got Jake take a chance to look at film uh, uh, from the game last night, but does anybody else stand out for you from your squad in the game last night? Well, um, we're always impressed with Kobe Smith, our quarterback, because he's such a poised young man. Um, he threw a couple picks, but uh, the the way that he handled himself on the field and in the huddle uh, demonstrated great leadership. Leadership under fire, I guess you would say, the way he was being harassed last night. How about uh, how about your defense? Obviously, Randolph has so many different weapons. You know, Zach Paul just a bruiser there. You know, at fullback, and they have so many you know different types of guys they can get. Just overall impression on your defense against that tough Randolph squad. Uh, we were disappointed that we didn't play more assignment correct football, um, and part of it is Randolph is that good, and Coach Chase has him running that offense very well. Part of it is. Uh, we are so thin this year uh, with just 20-some players out. We cannot rep uh, an offense like that uh, in scout team. And so uh, try as we could, the physicality and the speed of the game uh, we couldn't replicate during scout team this week at any time. And so, And that showed up. There were times that... 
people knew what their assignment was, but they were slow getting there or they weren't used to uh, shedding a blocker that was that physical with them. So um, hats off to Randolph again and the way they run that offense, but then also um, the fact that uh, our kids didn't react as quickly to what Randolph put out there. It was somewhat disappointing. Coach, I talked to Coach Chase. You know, it's year two for him for this uh, Randolph Cambria rivalry. You've been here a little, a few more years than two. Just is, is this a big, is is this a big rivalry? Is I mean, and, and do the kids uh, maybe take this one a little differently than maybe other games? Um, they talked about the fact that uh, you know we're only a couple miles apart, and they see each other every day, and so. Um, I think the the word our kids used was bragging rights. So for one year now, Randolph has bragging rights. It's a year-by-year thing. Coach, you have Waterloo next week. Uh, have you had a chance to think about them at all yet or not? Well, just a tiny bit last night, peeking at some tape. And uh, they are just as physical as Randolph. So... Uh, we have our work cut out for us. Well, Coach Jim Bilesma, I know you got some some cows to take care of this morning, so I appreciate the, <laughs> I appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, and the cows say hi. The Fall River Rio Co-op picks up an impressive uh, 22-14 overtime victory over Palmyra Eagle last night. They're going to bring in head coach Cody Schultz of the Rebels. Coach, one of those uh, good wins for the Rebels after getting off to a nice big lead and uh, and uh, finish it off in OT? Yeah, it was awesome. It was a great game to be part of. A total team victory, a total tough victory that we've talked about building toughness in the program. Just an awesome feeling right now. And proud of the kids and happy for them to get this win. Coach, uh, bounce back for your squad after dropping the opener down in Delafield last week. You came out, jumped out to a 14-0 lead at the half. They got back into it uh, in the second half to force the extra uh, overtime. But just kind of talk about the game and the flow of how it went if somebody wasn't out there. You know, uh, we, we moved the ball okay to start. Um, we had a big run at the end of the half by Jacob Rowe that was a really nice touchdown, a good way to go into halftime. Uh, you know, defense held, held strong in the first half, even with a couple short fields. Uh, in the second half, they jumped right back in it. They had um, they got the ball on a short field on a block punt. Then I think they got the ball on a turnover, two short fields, and they punched it in. Uh, so they had some momentum going. Then we stopped them, uh, and we got the ball back, and it was kind of a back-and-forth game. Uh, went into overtime, tied 14 nothing. Uh, we got the ball to start. And we talked about, hey, we're going to be tough here. We're going to pound this rock in. Uh, you know, we ran the ball in. We scored the touchdown right away with Jacob Rowe. And then, uh, you know, I wasn't going to leave it to chance. Uh, we, I, I thought we had momentum, and our kids were pumped up, ready to go, and they had blocked the field goal early in the day. And I said, you know what, we're going for two. We went for two on a quarterback sneak, powered it in right behind Gavin Woodle and Barrett Nelson, and uh, got the two. So we felt pretty good going in the, into uh, the defensive overtime. Uh, you know, we stopped them on their first run. Then they had a sec- Then they had another mid-sized run. It was third down. They got a full start. Uh, then they had a third and long, and they completed a pass. Our guy just undercut it. He probably should have had an interception. He just didn't time his jump up right. And it, he caught, the receiver caught a great bobbling pass, and they had a first and goal from the seven. Uh, we stuck him on a play. I think they had a full start. Then Gavin Whittle had a big sack. And then we had big pressure uh, by our uh, four guys on the D-line for the last play, and the ball got thrown up, and I think it was knocked down uh, by either Sam Osterhaus or Colin Rawls. 
but just a great finish uh, to the game. And both teams fought hard, and both teams uh, did really nice work, but we are just happy to come out on top. Coach Jacob Rowe lined up at running back. You know, you see some 200-pound running backs out there frequently, but a 6'4", 200-pound running back, he might be one of the tallest guys to line up in the backfield that you're going to see that's not a quarterback around in high school football. Yeah, it cracked me up. Uh, you know, when we decided to move Jacob to running back, he's too uh, good of an athlete not to get him the ball a lot. So we put him back at running back. I told Jacob, hey, you're playing running back. He said, okay. And I said, that's awesome because you really didn't have a choice. Uh, but I love your mindset. And, you know, he, that's the kind of kid he is. He's a team-first kind of guy. Uh, he will do whatever you ask him. This year he's playing linebacker. Last year he played safety and wide receiver. Uh, so now he's a running back. And, uh, you know, he is a big kid, at two plus uh, about 200-plus pounds. But at 6'4", you're right, he's a tall kid. But I've never seen a tall kid like that have such good moves and such determination when running the ball. He may be long and lanky, but he's big and powerful, too, and he'll run you over, and then he'll put a juke on you like, man, that guy's got the skills of a point guard or shooting guard in basketball. So we're just lucky to have him, and he did a great job for us tonight. Coach, after after dropping the opener and then, you know, he had the lead and he got into overtime, but you were able to find a way to get it done. Just what kind of character win was this? was this for the Rebels here to, to find a way to get it done? This is awesome. This is uh, every time we break down in a game as we move forward, we yell tough uh, because that's what I've talked to you about in the past, and that's what our program is going to be built on moving forward. We need to think, have, and embody toughness. And, you know, tonight at the end of the game, I told the team, you guys thought toughness all game. You guys had toughness all game. You embodied toughness all game, and it came out with a victory. That's exactly what we talk about. And this is one of those program uh, changing wins in the fact that they bought into our goals and our standards, and now it came out the right way. So we hope to move that way in the fall, move that way in the future. Well, the Fall River Rio Rebels pick up the uh, 22-14 overtime win over Palmyra Eagle on Friday night. Coach, next week you head down to Johnson Creek, a game that'll be on the DailyDodge.com video stream. Thanks to Columbus Family Dental and Farmers and Merchants Union Bank over at DailyDodge.com. Uh, uh, early thoughts: Have you looked at Johnson Creek at all this year? I haven't really looked at Johnson Creek, but I know that Coach Wagner is a heck of a coach, and they seem to have a good program year in and year out. Uh, you know, I've been here. This is going on my fourth year, uh, you know, as an assistant and a head coach, and every time we played them, it's been a good game. You know, sometimes we've ended up on top, sometimes they have. And uh, we're looking for another hard-fought game between both sides. Uh, you don't know which way it's going to be, but, you know, we're going to do our best to try to win that game. Coach Cody Schultz, uh, Fall River Rio, the Rebels get the victory again over Palmyra Eagle. Thanks for the time, and good luck next week. Thank you. Have a great rest of the day, and we'll talk with you later. A huge win for the Marshall football team last night as they head to Cambridge and pick up an impressive 28-3 victory. Coach, you know, we talked, uh, I think after last week's game, Cambridge has been the top dog in the in the Capital South over the years, and you went down there and, uh, and took care of business. Yeah, it was nice. I think we've had a three-year losing streak against them, so to be able to go down there um, and perform the way that we did, uh, I'm just really happy for our kids. It's it's good for them. We worked them pretty hard in practice um, just with our change in regime and things like that. And we've probably conditioned and done more of that type of stuff since than we have in the past. And, uh, you know, we keep telling the kids it's going to pay off, it's going to pay off, it's going to pay off. And I think they're finally starting to see the fruit of that labor. So, um, you know, it's kind of just one of those things the kids need to see it and, and we're being rewarded for their hard work. Coach, I had a rare night off last night, so I was able to kind of jump around and watch a good portion of your game on your 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 Facebook page with with your guys doing the game. And uh, look like you had to be happy with with the guys up front last night. They looked like they did a pretty pretty nice job at the point of attack. 
Yeah, you know, it's an old adage in high school football, but you win with seniors up front, up front and we have four of them, and, and we're very fortunate to have um, um, Devontae and Alejandro and um, Kelby and Mitchell. They, they've been very, very good, uh, both on the offensive line, and then Kelby and Devontae are, are absolute shutdown D tackles. Um, we've been able to kind of change and cater our defense to their talent um, and force teams to do things that maybe they're not the most comfortable doing, or if they are comfortable doing it, um, we're able to put our guys in good positions because we know Devonte and and Kelby are going to handle B gap to B gap. We have absolutely nothing to worry about with them in there. So um, the senior leadership provided by those guys and and the hard work that they put in over the years is is uh, truly amazing. That's a crew, Wade. It's kind of interesting, and, you know. And, for the younger guys listening out there, that's a crew in our youth football program. I don't know if they won a game during the youth. Um, and even their freshman year, they weren't very successful as far as wins and losses go, but they took it upon themselves to, to change that and to get in the weight room um, and to do the other things outside of the season to make themselves better. It's really kind of a great success story. Coach, uh, you talk about Craig Ward, your QB, and, and what he's brought to you through two games? You know, Craig, Craig's the leader of our football team. There's no doubt about it. There's two two traits that I absolutely love about Craig. The first one is he hates losing. And as a head coach, you love those kids that, that don't want to lose. They're going to do everything they can to not lose. But what I appreciate more about Craig is the fact that he is always on an even keel. He he doesn't get rattled. He never gets too high. He never gets too low. Um, you know, he obviously gets really excited when kids make a great play. Um but he is just so even keeled, and, and it's just it's a calming factor for our football team when things aren't going well. Craig's in the huddle, just getting everybody back back to where they need to be. So um, he he really is an outstanding leader. We're very fortunate to have him handling the quarterback job. When you get a big win like this, what does the staff have to do to make sure that this success kind of carries over? And you know, guys, obviously you enjoy the victory, but don't you know pat themselves on the back too much as you get ready for Palmyra Eagle. Yeah, we, we talked exactly about that after the game last night. You know, we're only two games into this. Nobody needs to be puffing their chests out uh, quite yet. We, we've got a long road ahead of us. But um, the, the main thing we talked with the kids about last night, and I thought it was a key to our victory, um, is the attention to details. Um, you know, we're a good football team. And I told the kids that last night. It's the first time I've told them that. Um, but they're a good football team. They're starting to realize that. But the difference between good and great teams is attention to detail. And we had great attention to detail with the scouting report last night. Um, our kids were in the exact right spots defensively. Every time Cambridge came to the ball, every play they ran, our kids were in the right spots. And it's that attention to detail we have to continue to do every, every single week if we're going to be great and not just good. Coach, I, I, I mentioned the video stream last night, and I haven't seen a lot of Marshall football live, but have you gone with the white jerseys and the red pants very often? That's funny you bring that up. The red pants were brand new, actually. So uh, Thursday night I surprised the kids. Um, I, I let, reminded them that I'm a pretty superstitious person, especially on game day, um, and that the uh, black pants weren't working real good against Cambridge the last three years. So uh, we decided to change it up, and uh, we surprised them at practice on uh, at the end of practice on Thursday night and busted out those red pants. And uh, I think they're going to be around for a while. The kids are pretty excited about them. Oh, they look sharp on the video stream, uh, Coach. Uh, now, have you had a chance to think about Palmyra Eagle at all? I know they've, they've dropped a couple of tough ones here, uh, one-pointer in week one and the, the Waterloo, and then they got uh, beaten overtime last night by Fall River Rio. Just uh, Have you looked at them at all? 
Uh, briefly, uh, very briefly. Um, obviously, I, I put a lot of eggs in the Cambridge basket this week. Um, I told the kids last night, usually I sneak a peek at our next week opponent about Wednesday night or Thursday night, just kind of see what we're dealing with. I didn't do that this week. Um, we, we really wanted to focus on Cambridge. So um, I have talked to a couple of coaches about um, Palmyra. Uh, yeah, I give them a ton of credit. I, I think they're better than a lot of people thought they were going to be. They had that huge senior class last year that was very successful. Um, you know, they, they've battled the, is our school going to stay open down there and kids leaving for open enrollment. So um, I think for them to come out and, you know, get a victory out of the gate and be competitive with a, with a physical fall river team right out of the gate. Um, they're a team that I think is going to get better as the year goes on. So we, we got to be careful. You know, this is a, this is a trap game coming down off a big win, you know, maybe thinking Palmyra is not very good. We won't let that happen to our kids. Um, you know, we're, we as coaches are, are wise enough to know that this is an up and coming team. We're not going to take them lightly. Well, the Marshall Cardinals pick up a road win at sixth ranked Cambridge, 28 to three last night. Head coach Matt Kleinheins. Thank you so much. And we'll chat next week. Thanks, Wade. The Watertown High School football team picked up their first victory of the season, a 31-26 over Portage last night as we bring in head coach Benji Camrath. Another game last night that I had a chance to watch most of it on uh, the uh, Watertown High School football Facebook page, Coach. Boy, about 8-18 left in the uh, fourth quarter. Your, you, your team looked like they were rolling to a 31-12 victory. They had a lead there at least, and uh, then things got interesting, and, and your team was able to hold on. Just just your thoughts uh, on your, your win last night. Well, I thought uh, for the most part our kids played really well, played hard. We were really physical up front, and I thought we dominated the line of scrimmage. Um, as you said, we got to the fourth quarter, and I felt like we had things under control with a 31-12 to 12, uh, lead and started subbing out on defense. And a couple big plays, they score. Uh, they get a tap onside kick and score again, and now things are really interesting. And um, they still had the ball in last possession with a chance to take the lead. But uh, kids found a way to make plays down the stretch. I was really proud of their effort. And uh, it was great to come away with a victory, uh, our first one of the season. Yeah, well, what does that say about your defense? You kind of touched on it there, Coach. You know, because they were giving up uh, some big chunk yardage type plays. And, you know, I think people are getting a little nervous. I was getting a little nervous watching for, you, for your squad watching it uh, on the video stream. But the fact that they were able to make a play and, you know, force a fumble inside the well, around the five-yard line with, with time running down. Yeah, I know. I, again, it came down to you just got to make big plays at the end. And, uh, I mean, if you're watching that game, either live or – uh, on Facebook, you might have saw that we pretty much again dominated it. Uh, they're a run-heavy team, and and we basically negated their run game the whole night. Uh, they they switched to the pass, and and uh, the kids made some big plays too. I mean, you got to give the credit to uh, their receivers and for going up and getting some jump balls, um, and their quarterback for finding a way to scramble around a little bit. And it kind of became like pickup football there for the last like five minutes. Um, you know, I. I thought we missed some interceptions. Um, we had missed some jump balls that I thought our athletes are uh, definitely uh, capable of making. But, again, at the end, we made a play, uh, caused a fumble like uh, inside their five-yard line, and uh, we were able to come away with a huge victory for our, for our team. Coach, on the offensive side of the football you mentioned, you had a little rhythm going there, and you're doing it with the ground game. I think Caleb Huff had three touchdowns, and then your other quarterback, Keel, had another one as well. Just uh, what were your thoughts on the offensive side of the ball? I thought we took a huge jump offensively. Uh, we were, I think, plus 275 uh, running the ball, and uh, we could run 
our trap encounter where we're pulling the guard and, and kicking out the wide guy and, and bringing through our tight end for the inside linebacker. We, you know, we had success on that play all night. Uh, outside zone was a huge play for us. And, and our quarterbacks are both really dynamic. Caleb uh, and Kale are both uh, just really two-dimensional and being able to throw the quick pass game, play action, and then be able to run the ball. So uh, I was proud of our all of our guys, our receivers blocked well and made some big catches uh, throughout the game. And it was, uh, again, a total team victory. Uh, Brandon Fisher made a field goal uh, in the sec- uh, the fourth quarter that put us up 31-12. to 12. It was a great kick. So, I mean, again, I thought from in all three phases we played really well. You would have watched that game and thought there's no possible way it could get this close. Uh, it did. and uh, But we found a way to, again, get out of there with a victory and uh, – we're happy to be one on one going into week three. How 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 far? What's what's uh, what's Fisher's range, coach? How far are you comfortable sending him out there to try to kick a field goal? I would say, uh, I mean, consistently he'd probably be uh, 40, 45. I have still you know, he's made uh, forty five plus in practice. Uh, he's got as strong a leg as anybody I've seen in the state. Um, he's worked at it again, like all the last two summers at the Coles kicking and punting camp. Um, his punts have been uh, phenomenal. I think the biggest thing for him is just consistency. Uh, but I definitely think he's a scholarship kicker and punter. Uh, it's just finding that right fit. Uh, fit. And, uh, again, the more film he gets, uh, I think the more interest he'll get from colleges around the area. Coach, uh, if people watch Watertown football, they know they like to sling it around. Have there been many games where you've put four touchdowns on the board and they've all been been on the ground? It's very rare. Uh, you know, in the past years, we were definitely a run uh, second team, and we've kind of used the run after a quick passing game. You know, teams would play two high safeties against us and, uh, you know, then be able to run the ball late. And now we've kind of become, uh, you know, your traditional run first team and use that to set up the pass game. Um, but it was, uh, you know, definitely uh, awesome to see that we could. They knew they were going to run the ball, and we continued to run the ball. They didn't really have an answer for us uh, throughout the game. Coach, how big was this in general, just knowing that, you know, you, you held on to get a victory? You know, because if it does go the other way, maybe sometimes, you know, kids start doubting themselves, but they now they realize, hey, even though some things didn't go our way down the stretch, they found a way to get it done. Yeah, you're right. Psychologically, I think that was huge for us. Um, again, especially having a young and inexperienced team to find a way to win close games. Um you know, it shouldn't have been that close, but it was, and uh, it's definitely a learning opportunity for everybody. And I think, uh, you know, we we definitely use that as momentum going forward. Whereas if you lose that game late, it could be deflating to your team, uh, being young and experienced. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm proud of everybody last night what they were able to do, and and I'm looking forward to uh, a week three matchup against Sock Prairie. Any initial thoughts on on Sock Prairie right now? <laughs> You know, I think I watched him on film last week's game uh, against Baraboo and a wing T team, uh, which we play wing team, uh, wing T teams in uh, Oregon and Monroe past year. So we got familiar with that offense. Uh, they showed a three three stack against Baraboo, and we played the last two games have been three three stack. Now most teams will switch that up against our offense, but uh, I think they got good players um, and. Uh, you know, they're really well coached, and it'll definitely be a good game. And we get to play at home for the third week in a row, which is really exciting for our uh, for our kids and our and our parents to be able to do that. Well, Coach Benji Camrath, congratulations! Watertown picks up the thirty-one twenty-six victory over Portage on Friday night. I appreciate the time, and we'll chat next week. All right, appreciate it. Thanks.
Let's move to Marquezan High School right now and bring in head football coach John Dunleavy, whose squad has, hasn't played a game yet, but has had a very unique 2020, maybe more unique than, than some teams in the area. Coach Dunleavy, hopefully Saturday night you can get out on the football field and kick things off against Lord's Academy. Uh, we're hoping for that. Yeah, we would uh, we would enjoy that very much if we could make it to Saturday and actually get to play a real football game. These kids are looking forward to it. I know that. So what have the last uh, two and a half weeks been like for your school district? I know we, we talked, to, I think, right before you, you went into uh, a school mandatory COVID break, and now getting back into football mode, just how's it been? It's been unique, to say the least. You know, you start out, you're feeling good. You go about a week and a half into things, and then we got a well, first we lost, you know, probably 12 of our kids to the close contact tracing where they were out then, and we were still playing to play shorthanded. Then we uh, learned a couple days after that that we're, not, we're sh shutting the doors here for 10 days, and we're going to try it again. That gets us to this week, and where we're, we're starting things over again, where, you you know, you fear the, are we conditioned enough? Do kids forgot everything they've already learned, which, you know, they, they do, but they don't. You, you pick up, and they... To catch on real quick to what we are you're just a little further behind than where you'd like to be at this point in the season compared to other schools who had a scrimmage and had a game where we haven't had any of those live bullets yet where we can you know learn from those real mistakes in an actual game and, and try to improve ourselves we're just a little bit behind the eight ball so coach then when, when, when you got back to practice this week and then you heard partyville was having uh, some issues at their school district uh, what goes through your mind and then how how fast did you realize hey lords got an opening as well with johnson crick having to sit out this week for injury purposes yeah actually i saw like a cancellation but for some middle school volleyball game in partyville and as soon as i saw that i'm like well there's a small school like we are here they go now they're probably going to go through something like we did and now are we going to play are we not you know i instantly thought that and i looked on the wia site just checking the waiver wire and didn't even know Lords was not even on there. It just so happened that uh, I'm close with Kevin Wolpat over there at Lords, and we were having a conversation. He said they were looking at playing Martin Luther, and we. I just said, hey, if you know this is, I'm hoping happens soon. If it does, if it doesn't, we'll see. Maybe we can hook up and play if something works out that way. Where it just it fell that way on what day did we decide yesterday? Was that Tuesday? Yeah, I don't even know what day of the week it is anymore. The way things change so fast. I was going to ask you. You mentioned the waiver wire. It's been one of those things where you know, you know, you're seeing information, you know, across social media and just from talking to people of you know teams having to drop out, take weeks off, teams looking for games. It seems like teams that are looking for games have been able to, if you're willing to travel, there, there, there seems like there's always somebody else looking for a game that, that have been able to, uh, to to maybe put two teams together just to kind of get out there on the football field. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, it's, it's kind of funny because on on Tuesday I told, told our kids, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen, or, or Monday I think this might have been, who we're going to play or whatever it is. We might find out Thursday that we're going to go to Michigan and play. And I actually looked on the waiver wire, and Michigan had an opening this week, according to the WIA site. But I'm like, hey, whatever, we, we'll go wherever we can play if we can play a game. So don't worry about that. If we find something, we'll play them. Coach, uh, you have Lords uh, this week. You know, as a Week One opponent, and uh, maybe an opponent that you know you mentioned. You know, you know Tom Wolpat over there at Lords, uh, the athletic director and such. But uh, is is that one of those things where uh, you you knew a little bit about Lords and how do you go about preparing for this game on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely we're preparing on the fly here. Not the normal prep what you would get from a routine Friday to Friday, where you kind of have your weekend to prepare, get your film work done, and then you kind of have your Monday through Thursday plan in place. Well, this was like. You find out Tuesday right at the end of the day where then we just go to practice and we run a, a generic practice script then and still have no film. We have we don't have film to share, so they don't have film to give us. So that's just how it is. We're both kind of coming into it blind that way. But we played each other two years ago and 
I'm, I'm sure there'll be a little familiarity on, on either side of how we do things. So I guess we're going to draw for that. We, you know, we talked on the phone and just said, Hey, you kind of doing this. We're kind of doing that, we're, you know, kind of honor system with each other where, yeah, we formation this way, that way. And this is what we're based out of. And just giving each other a little bit of information over the phone is all we're going off of. Is it one of those things? I mean, as a coach, I mean, it's like mentioned, everything's been out of the norm this year, but just to kind of go into a game and not really uh, being able to scheme too much, just saying, hey, let's go do what we do and, and, and let's see what happens, you know, when we strap up the, the chin straps and do some hitting? It's it's unique that way. To me, I, I'm a baseball guy as well. And, you know, baseball doesn't have film and you don't really scout like you do for football or basketball, maybe. At least it's just not how it's ever been, you know, historically. So now it's you kind of baseball, you show up and you do what you do, where that's kind of almost the approach we're taking in football. It's like we have our system in place, follow our rules, you know, formation-wise this or that, and we just have to play football and, and play by the rules we have, and we're just going to do what we do, and they'll, I'm sure, do what they're going to do and see what happens. Well, Coach, it's you always want to get there, but kickoff scheduled for Saturday night at 5 o'clock, and this game is at St. Mary Catholic in Nina because, uh, obviously, Lords plays at Titan Stadium in Oshkosh, and uh, the university is closed. So we will have the broadcast on the DailyDodge.com video stream presented by Columbus Family Dental and Ergo Bank. The legendary Mike Tronson is going to have the play-by-play on that, Coach. So uh, I guess good luck against Lords, and hopefully we can talk uh, next week uh, about another game this season for the Hornets. Hey, sounds great, Wade. Thanks a lot, and hopefully we get to Saturday. Honey, isn't it amazing? What? The, the sacrifice, the dedication, the grit. I mean, they really set an example, don't they? Oh, well, no question. Today's high school athletes are truly special. Not the athletes. Woohoo. The officials. Oh. Today's student athletes are truly special. But there's something pretty great about the men and women who officiate their games, too like the way they're giving back to their communities. Officiating is a terrific way to stay in shape, meet new people, and stay connected to the game you love. But the biggest reason of all? We need more qualified high school officials here in Wisconsin. And without them, the rest of us would have a whole lot less to cheer about. High school games need officials. High school sports need you. Great call, Rob. Yeah. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. That's going to do it for this edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Reports High School Football Rewind Show. My name is Wade Bates. We really appreciate the coaches joining us today. Tom Chase from Randolph, Jim Biles from Cambria, Friesland, Cody Schultz from the Fall River Rio Co-op, Matt Kleinheins at Marshall, Benji Camrath from Watertown, and John Dunlavy from Marquezan. Again, tonight, you can watch that Marquezan Lords Academy game on the DailyDodge.com video stream. Mike Tronson will have the play-by-play on that one. It is presented to you by Ergo Bank and Columbus Family Dental. We'll have another show on Wednesday. Uh, best way never to miss a show, the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. Subscribe at your favorite podcasting site. That way you'll get a notification every time there is a program. It is absolutely free. You can also like us on Facebook. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. And you can follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. Again, my name is Wade Bates. Thank you so much uh, for uh, dialing us in here on the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report's High School Football Rewind Show.